The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our diseases, sicknesses, our infirmities, and he cured our sorrows, our pain. Yet we considered him stricken by God and smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our, for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace, was upon him. By his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken, He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was was the Lord's will to crush him, to cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life, and he will be happy with the result. By his knowledge, my righteous service My righteous servant will justify or make righteous many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for transgressors. Sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Enlarge the place of your tent, Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations 
and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your Maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit, a wife who married young only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I abandon you, but with deep compassion I will bring you back. In a surge of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. To me this is like the days of Noah when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. O afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted. I will build you with stones of turquoise, your fountains and foundations with sapphires. I will make your battlement of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your sons will be taught by the Lord, and, and great will be your children's peace. In righteousness, you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. I will not come near you. It will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to work havoc. But no weapon forged against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Come, all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come by wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen to me, and eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear. Come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I've made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that you do not know you will that will hasten to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord. 
he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and make it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and, and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. Instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. This is what the Lord says. Maintain justice and do what is right. For my salvation is close at hand, and my righteousness will soon be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this, the man who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it, and keeps his hand from doing evil. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Isaiah 53 through the first verses of chapter 56. These words bring such joy to my heart and such peace to my spirit. I don't like the cheap tinsel. I don't like the customs of consumption. I don't like the cheap music. I don't like the tawdry. I hate sin. And I hate all darkness. And my heart is broken today for for part-time Christians. Christians who have a taste for the world but also want to follow Jesus Christ. It breaks my heart that so many today are feasting on the things of darkness, engaging in all of the parties and all of the cheap and tawdry of this season. My heart is for Jesus. This baby Jesus grew up and fulfilled Isaiah 53. He was not some charismatic symbol of peace. He was a rock-solid, steady man, filled by the Holy Spirit. His words were not easy, and they were not comfortable, as opposed to the smooth words of the lying, false prophets of our day. 
teach you about positional righteousness and say that when God looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees himself. He sees Jesus. Let me share with you a passage out of the book of John. We find Jesus declaring that he is the bread of life. Walmart is not the bread of life. Wegmans is not the bread of life. The high-end department stores are not the bread of life. Macy's is not the bread of life. Shopping is not the bread of life. Eating of sweets and cookies, that's not the bread of life. Sitting down and watching the vial flowing forth from the theater and the movies, that is not the bread of life. Jesus, the Christ, he is the bread of life. He says in John, the sixth chapter, I am the bread of life. And he who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But I have told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. He's speaking to people who are following him as disciples. He's speaking, if you please, to the church. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at that last day. The Jews began to grumble about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say now, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus said. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at that last day. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. That is, he who adheres, who stays totally focused on Jesus, not part-time Christians. Not people who have their focus on the entertainment of the world. Those are not the people who have believed. This is not intellectual belief. This is the real deal. He says, I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the man in the desert, yet they died. Here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man eats and does not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? I mean, is he, is he talking about becoming cannibals? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, 
abides in me, rests in me. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Jesus here is giving the most profound truth. The whole world celebrated Nimrod, the great giant of ancient days, Tammuz, the fertility goddess. This is what Christmas is all about underneath the spray paint of Jesus. Why does the world so quickly celebrate Christmas? Why does Why does this season represent such a time of splurging? Why do the great malls of America have a sign up outside like the like the mall here in Virginia that says winter solstice celebration? Why do the ungodly put up Christmas trees? Why do the Jewish people put up Christmas trees? Why do the people of all faiths put up Christmas trees? Because they know that Christmas is the celebration of this winter solstice, the pagan celebration of lights to cause prosperity, fertility, gods and goddesses to come up from the underworld because it's growing dark and they try to entice with parties and dancing and lights and sexual impurity, drinking and reveling. They try to encourage the gods to come back and join them from underground so that the winter will not come. Instead, the prosperity will continue through the agrarian culture that they were a part of. Jesus says, my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. The most profound Christian truth that when we remain in Jesus and he becomes our sole source of nurturance, when we no longer gain nurturance from the wickedness of this world, when when God puts enmity in our heart against the works of darkness. He's done that to me. I'm very grateful. I'm very humbled. I hate the words of darkness. I hate the, the vile movies. I hate the Star Wars wickedness. I hate this world's wickedness, its vileness, the homosexuality. Pedophilia, the lying and the cheating and the stealing, the ambition, the pride, the arrogance, the drinking and the partying. I hate it. It's ungodly. It's unclean. It's wicked. God has called some of you to stop being worldly people. And he's called you to repent and get right with Jesus. He's called some of you who are just part-time Christians. He's called you to begin eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Meaning, he's invited you to rest in him, to feast upon him, to read the world and be transformed from a worldly mindset to a heavenly mindset. I've received a call yesterday from a precious young woman, 
21 years old. Chinese background. Buddhist background. Recently baptized and become a follower of Jesus. She told me she went to sleep. And she had her dream. And she saw two doors, two openings, a white one and a red one. And she went through the white one. And she said she began to cry. She woke herself up crying. And she cried out to God, change me, O oh God. Wash me, O oh God. Make me clean, Jesus. Change my heart. The red door was the blood of Jesus Christ. The white door was righteousness. She said, Pastor, I was crying because I want Jesus to make me righteous. I want to be clean. I don't want to go back to my sin. I rejoiced with her. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Every source of support and nurturance that is not from Jesus, we must cut off. We only want what Jesus will feed us with. We only want the job that Jesus wants to give us. We only want the wife or the husband that Jesus wants to give to us. We only want in our lives what Jesus brings to us. I made a covenant with the Lord many years ago. He asked me, will you receive only from my hand what I choose to give you? And I said, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I've now lived for more than 20 years receiving only from the hand of Jesus what he chooses to give me, receiving only the money, only the friends, choosing only to receive from Jesus' hand so that all that I have, the house I live in, the furniture I have, the ministry he has given, it all came from Jesus' hand. I have nothing that he did not bring to me. Everything else has been cut off. I praise Jesus for this great kindness. Can you say the same today? Or are you a part-time Christian? Where you make your own way. You provide for yourself. You say, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I better go get it. It says, your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his, his disciples, his, his close apostles were grumbling about this and Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. 
He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father enables him. And from that time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. You do not want to leave too, do you, Jesus? asked the twelve. And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the last broadcast of the year that I'll do live. Tomorrow and through the rest of this week and all of next week, I'm going to take time to pray and wait on the Lord to get ready for the new year. Encore messages will be here, and you're welcome to tune in. But I'm just wondering as we come if any of you would like to share anything with me about what you've heard on this broadcast about your love for Jesus, where you are on this journey, are you still a part-time Christian or have you made the covenant that you will drink the blood of Jesus and eat his flesh? and abide in him. So let's open the phone lines. The phone number is 877-534-0780. Have you come through with Jesus? Are you sold out for Jesus Christ? Is he your Lord and your Savior? I would love to hear from some of you. I'd love to hear how your life has been impacted this year from listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley, and I'm the pastor of the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. If you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. I'm not going to continue teaching. Our phone number is 877 534 now, while I wait for some of you to call and share your walk with Jesus, I'd like to invite you to be very bold and very generous as you step forward and share with, with me the work of the gospel in financing the National Prayer Chapel's work in Pilgrim's Progress. You can write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, that address is the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. I'd also be interested in hearing what is Jesus to you? Are you a part-time Christian or have you crossed the bridge? Are you now a full-time Christian? Call quickly, 877-534-0780. You're also welcome to come and and worship with us. We meet at the All Saints Anglican Church in Woodbridge, Virginia. Let me give you the address. Jot it down and come visit us. It's 14851 Gideon Drive. This is uh, located on Gideon Drive, right next to the Hilton Memorial Chapel Revent Center. In Woodbridge, Virginia, and the zip code is 22192. Now, you're also welcome to go to our, our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. 
nationalprayerchapel.com. When you come to visit, drive in the front entrance and drive around the parking lot to the back side, and there you'll see a ground-level double glass doors. Just come in those doors on the back side of the church, and someone will greet you, and you will find there on the left-hand side the worship center for the National Prayer Chapel. I'd love to meet you. I very much enjoy meeting those of you who listen to this broadcast. It's a great joy to my heart to be able to see who you are, see you face to face, and fellowship with you. So why don't you come visit? Every Sunday, we start our corporate prayer time at 12 noon, and then praise and worship, we begin at 12.30. Who's on the line? Good. Welcome, John. What would you like to share? Uh, yes, Pastor Ray Greenley. Uh, it's it's interesting. I, I've followed you in your messages, and, and I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, I, I was interested that you actually, I'd always, as a Catholic, I, I was a Wesleyan Methodist for three years, broken home, singing in the choir and all that, but I was surprised that I'd always thought just the Catholics were the bad guys killing the Reformers, and you brought it to my attention, actually. The Reformers also did the same thing. I thought, in the name of Christ, people did stuff like that. I just couldn't believe it. But I uh, I actually sent you I what I thought was a check, and and I didn't send you a check, and I apologize. I've, I've been... Actually, I have a spouse that's disabled, and uh, I, I'm going to be evicted probably January 5th, and, and it seemed like my whole world, everybody's kind of disappeared in my life. But God told me in 1994 to write a book, and, and I sang in the choir at St. Mark's Catholic Church. I couldn't get any help. The temperature was 48 degrees inside the house in the wintertime. And I just thought, what about the eight Beatitudes? Uh, but I always have uh, said to myself, I should actually start to come to your prayer group, at least as a start, because it, it's hard to get away from a faith that you've been into most most of your life. But uh, I, I hear a lot of the good messages that you teach. And I've always, I used to belong to a charismatic prayer group, and I used to think, and I saw, saw healing, and I started to think, what happens if I actually started going to Pastor Greenlee's church and, and all of a sudden my life changed? That uh, I, I don't pray as much as I should. I have sleep apnea and, and you know, uh, cardiac uh, problems. I never had a heart attack, thank God, but uh, I had to have triple bypass surgery. I'm a Vietnam era veteran. But I do appreciate your message, and, and I just... Pray that you'll ask the Holy Spirit to send me to your God church to to pray and, and have fellowship, and, and then I can see if the Holy Spirit will lead me further. But but I God told me in something like 1994 to write a book. It was against abortion. My ex had wanted to abort our son, and when she was dying after she kicked me out of her life, guess who was her caregiver? our son, but our son has forgotten me. He inherited a house that's probably worth 500000 and uh, he doesn't help me and doesn't even contact me. breaks my heart. So, anyway. John, when I listen to you, it's obvious that you have gone through the fire, and every person who is hungry for Jesus will go through the desert. And if it were not for the manna of God, we would perish in that desert. And I praise God you've not perished, and I'd like to pray for you. May I? Yes, yes, Pastor Greeley. Lord, I just lift John before you. He has given a whole litany of immense pain and anguish as you have allowed great struggle to come into his life. And I just know from my own 
painful walk, that you allow these things to cause us to turn to you that we might depend upon you alone, Jesus, and upon no human resource. For you have called us to eat your flesh and to drink your blood. I pray, Lord, any area of John's life where he is still just halfway, that you will, by your mercy and your grace, come in and speak with him and order his steps. Lord, any area of desperate need for repentance, would you grant him that gift? And now would you bring him out of this desert and begin to open a way of provision before him that he would not be evicted, that your blessing would rest in his life, that you would be the peace and the provision and the joy of his heart. Lord, thank you for the way you call men to lay it all down. But, Lord, we're not very good at laying it down. We hang on and we suffer and we hang on. Lord, cause John to just absolutely turn to you and trust you. Lord, you are enough. You are the bread and the wine, and that is enough. So, Lord, please prepare that table before John and feed him and nourish him and strengthen him, Jesus, and rescue him now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ray Greeley. I, I look forward to meeting you and shaking your hand and seeing you in your eyes, hopefully within the next week or two. It would be a joy, John, to see you. Thank you. Thank you. God, God bless you, my brother. God bless you, too. Merry Christmas. Thank you, and to you. God. Bye. Our phone number is 877 877- Five three four zero seven eight zero. I'm not going to go any further today. This is your time. What would you like to share? What has God done in your life? And by the way, would you all please pray for John? Would you please? And I'm going to continue praying for him. He needs. He needs the rescuing power of Jesus. He loves the Lord. And he needs clear direction from the Holy Spirit. And I praise God, he rescues us. He delivers us. So the number is 877-534-0780. Call quickly. And yes, I would love to meet all of you. I've considered calling a meeting down at the radio station one day and inviting every listener to come and just be able to have time to fellowship with other listeners. I'd like to hear what you think about that. Would you like to do that? I consider you all who listen daily to be a congregation. I don't consider you a listening audience. I consider you a congregation of Jesus. I had a dream many years ago as I came to do radio, and in the dream, I was surrounded by pillars, so I stood at the pulpit and preached. I could hear the congregation moving behind the pillars, but the Lord would not allow me to see them all. I feel like I've been doing that on this radio broadcast now where I hear from you occasionally and some of you sacrificially give every month and I'm very grateful for that. But I'd like to see you. I'd like to meet you. Anyone else like to call? This is your time. 877-534-0780. Our producer is Pastor Larry today. Pastor, are you there? 
No Calls Coming. Good. There's a song that I want you to play for us. It's I'm Not Going Back. Do you know that song? Uh, it's I, I'm not sure the name. It's I'm Not Going Back. Good. Let's play that. Seven seven five three four zero seven eight zero, Mr. Producer, do we have any calls? Good, Zach. Welcome. What would you like to share? I just uh, encouragement for the listening audience that as I went through some difficulty, you know, health wise in my life, I always believed that God was going to bring me through and. He brought me through. It took many, 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 actually, literally, it took me decades. But uh, now I'm pain-free. 
But Praise uh, God. The glory, amen. So the glory of it is that uh, now I have a very, I have a low confidence. You know, uh, I say glory because uh, that's a good place to be when you have low confidence. You realize that it's it's got to be God. He delivered me from so much. Uh, I could tell you more, but I, I just want to keep it really brief. But he uh, saved me financially. I could have been in ruin. You know, this year, earlier this year, I was hospital. I almost died like three times of sepsis. And anyway, uh, it was from uh, Crohn's colitis from 40, 40 years of, of this dastardly disease. But he did but now I'm in a place where, you know, I, I'm, I'm gaining confidence, but it, I, I, I know that it has to be in, in Christ Jesus, to, to, you know, to, to uh, gain my confidence through the Word of God. I think a lot of times we are gaining confidence in the world, the flesh, and the devil, because it, feel it, 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 we can feel it, we can taste it, touch it, and we think, okay, it makes us feel good temporarily, so... That should suffice, but what we don't realize is it leads to death. Yes. I mean, even though we, we hear it intellectually, sometimes we, we don't believe that we can stand, having done all to stand. And quite frankly, I thought I, I had been standing in my life, but a lot of what I realize is that my stance in my own ability, and uh, realizing now that the ability of God... And trusting God through believing Word daily. It's a daily reading of His Word. It's daily praying and and believing and and waiting on Him. And I'm seeing Him move in my life. It's a favor of God. Yes, it is. And and so I'm encouraging everybody that though they go through these difficulties, not to turn to the ways that are most obvious but to open up the scriptures and, and, and do some work, you know, plowing the word and listening to your broadcast by your words. If you're speaking the word of God. Brother Zach, thank you for that wonderful testimony, and you are a miracle man. I uh, praise God. God you're a miracle worker, God. And everybody Absolutely. Knows. He has thank done God. those miracles in you and for you. Yes. And and Brother Zach, we'll look forward to seeing you again. Amen. God bless you, brother. God Thank you. God bless you and everybody in the audience. God bless you. Thank you. Bye. Mr. Producer, how much time do we have left? Five minutes. We have time for one more call. Are there any other calls coming? We have two minutes. Okay, no more time for calls. Let's just pray together. Lord, I pray now for each person who has listened to this broadcast. I pray your encouragement for them. Encouragement to in no way be a half-converted Christian. To be in no way a part-time Christian. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will come and encourage the discouraged. Heal the sick. Restore the brokenhearted. Lord, I pray your blessing for each person listening today. And I thank you and I praise you and I worship you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Ray Greenley on Pilgrim's Progress. Thank you for listening today.